This is episode 17 of Caucasus Talk, your source for culture, history, and tourism in the North Caucasus mountains of Russia. I'm your host, Andrew. And I'm your host, Eli. And guests, we've got our listeners. We have a very special treat for you today. Guests. We have guests. We have guests in the room. I'm very nervous right now. The most people we've ever had watching us live right now. Our studio audience. Four Woo! people are in the room. Right, you, let's make everyone give a big hello. Everyone say hello. One, two, three. Say hello. Hello. Oh, yeah. All right. People from all over the world, many different ethnicities, <laughs> including Eli's dad is in the room. How awesome is that? Shout out. Welcome. All the way. Very nice. From the United States. Um, so, listeners, we are wrapping up today our mini-series on Mount Elbrus, the highest mountain in Europe. Highest mountain. And we did, uh, Eli and I kind of did two episodes, kind of just letting you know what is Elbrus? Why is it important? Uh, and then our last uh, our last episode was a great interview uh, with a local American living here, Milo, who has climbed the mountain and has lots of climbing experience. But today is the icing on the cake, <laughs> the proverbial icing on the cake. Um, we have a local friend in the studio, and uh, without further ado, this is an expert on Elbrus, about as much of an expert as there could be on Elbrus. Give it up for... The bulk from the Balkar region, Kabardino Balkaria, Dakir Kochkarov. Hey! <laughs> Dakir, welcome. Hello. <laughs> I'm Dakir and I'm here. Don't be nervous. You're only speaking to the whole world right now. The whole Dakir. world. Um, <laughs> no. Kochkarov. Sorry, not Kochkarov. No, Kochkarov. Right. Um, so, Dakir is a good friend of mine, listeners. And um, so, like I said, He's Balkar, uh, which is... Someone's phone is dinging. That's mine. Sorry. Somebody's about to be kicked out of the studio. I'm going to be kicked out. And that's Eli. Silence the phones. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So Dakir is Balkar from the region Kabardino Balkaria. And uh, he is an expert on Elbrus for many reasons. One, so Dakir, tell us your nationality and just a little bit about your nationality. Okay. My nationality is Balkar people, and we live... uh, like um, since time immemorial uh, around the area of Elbrus, I mean directly behind Elbrus. Yeah. Yep. Right or at the base. Under, yep. So when you say since time immemorial, I like that. How how far back in history have the Balkar people lived at, uh, at Mount Elbrus? And can you prove it? Okay. <laughs> uh, I may say you that uh, we have like. Um, Cemetery or something like mm-hmm. this, like necropolis uh, under the Elbrus area. Wow. So, which is more than four or five hundred years ago. I can't remember that far. That's pretty immemorial to me. That's personally awesome. just that's awesome. Uh, one thing, Eli, you'll learn about Duck here is he is an expert on Balkar history. Um, so, mm-hmm. feel free to challenge him. Well, and I, I've he, heard he that will, you he'll take you down. I've I heard think. that you have an impressive. Uh, knowledge of your family tree. Uh huh. Like, yep. how many generations back do you know? Uh, so I know my like seventh generations. Uh, like that's those a who- thing. The seven generation thing. I've heard it. In the that's Caucasus. a that's a thing. Like you. I mean, what's a thing? It's, it's like it's important to know seven back. Uh huh. Yeah. Dad, we have to work on this. It's just like a <laughs> must for us to know like seventh generations, but three. Uh-huh. <laughs> but we're working on it. I'm, I'm sure my dad knows more than I do. Uh-huh. <laughs> seven. Why is seven so important? Uh, just 
for for us especially is because our family uh Terskol or area around the Elbrus mm-hmm. like the highest uh village in that region was located where uh my seventh grand grand grandfather so that's why I know him but wow. we also have like a family tree like for all the Kochar people and like our first ancestor mm-hmm. in that like branch and from that to right. us, yeah. So you live in the town where your seventh great grandfather mm-hmm. lived. It's our like. I'm really l- local. <laughs> <laughs> About as local as it gets. But yeah. does that put a lot of pressure on you to stay there? Um, you know, yeah, it is. But uh, it's also like a big honor because so many people understand that and they say, okay, here is a guy whose fathers and ancestors were living here since like very long time. Okay, yeah. I just want to point out, Andrew, what, that, what he just said is like sums up almost in a sentence. I came in and I said, isn't there a lot of pressure to stay? And yeah. what he, he flipped it around. Yeah, He said, there's a lot of pressure to stay, but it's an honor to stay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... I mean, huh. I, I'm, this could be a little personal, but that means you have to have a like a ball car girlfriend um, or wife. Um, okay, if you want, me, if you want me to questions. cut these things, I can, but for a small fee, we don't tell our. our <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like a wish of my family, but it's not your must. You may choose huh. whatever you want. Could you go get like? Like a German girlfriend and bring her back and continue the family tree. Yep. Yeah, and that'd be okay. For instance, my my uncle did that. Oh, all right. Yeah, and he's still German? there. Yeah, she is German. Oh, oh. really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's precedent. Yeah. <laughs> exact precedent. Um, okay. So, so for all the ball car and German ladies out there who are listening, <laughs> we uh, never mind. We'll be uh, putting Dakir's phone number on the show at caucustalk Just kidding. So Dakir, um, that's really cool. So you have. That's great. I like how you said, I'm about as local as you get. Mm-hmm. Uh, your family goes many generations back in Terskol. So, listeners, uh, Terskol is the last village you can drive through before you get to the actual base of Mount Elbrus. Um, so that's right there uh, at Elbrus. Um, wow. And so not only are you Bokor, many generations your family has lived there at the mountain, but you actually are a very experienced mountain guide leading people to the top Climbers to the top of Elbrus, is that right? That's right, yeah. Okay, so, Doc here, just be truthful. Mm-hmm. You're not being boastful or being proud. How many times in your life have you climbed Mount Elbrus to, to the, the top? top? Oh, it's Take very, a guess. I never counted. I mean, this season I did it 24 times. This season? Uh, yep. In 2017? <laughs> yep. Okay, so, do you think times. you've climbed it 100 times? <laughs> 200 times? I do not know. It's probably, yeah. I have to take a bite yeah. of my cookie on that. <laughs> Emotional eating. That's awesome. Not 200, but probably 100 I did. Yeah. Wow. Like Because it's my seventh year will just start now. And my six years I did. It was just my first year, only maybe two times. He only okay. summoned it twice that first yeah. year. Everyone so was pretty disappointed. How old are you that. right now, Duck here? 20. Yeah, see, so, he's a pretty big underachiever you, if you ask all me. All you uh, millennials out there listening, when Duck here was 15, he was he was summoning Elbrus. Um, so, wow, that's Duck awesome. here. we had a, a trivia. Do you know who the youngest person who ever summoned Elbrus is? Um, 
I heard of that, but I'm not sure. From my research, it was a seven-year-old girl from Indonesia. Indonesia? No way. <laughs> He's like, that's just yes. not true. You Maybe were just, she got all the press, but you were two years old when that happened, so you don't remember that. Um, okay, so uh, Duck here, real quick. Uh, this will be interesting for our listeners to hear. Uh, I'm going to say a continent. Uh-huh. And then you say what countries from that continent you have helped people climb to the top from. Okay. I'm so glad you're not doing the seven peaks again. That's I thought fine. you were doing that okay. again. I was like, we've killed that so, dead horse. South America. Um, Colombia, uh, Argentina, uh, Guatemala, but it's not soft. But Central okay. America, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, it could be considered yeah. one continent. <laughs> and Brazil. Awesome. Asia. How about Asia? Taiwan, uh, Thailand, Indonesia, and China, and um, Japan. Kazakhstan, oh. Japan, of Mongolia? course. Mongolia? Yep. No. No. Yeah, I had one client, but I wasn't uh, okay. climbing with him right. to the summit. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Europe. How about Europe? Oh, all of them. All of them, yeah. Wow. Except <laughs> probably awesome. Andorra or <laughs> Malta. All of them but Andorra. Huh? That's awesome. We want all the Andorran listeners out there <laughs> to write in <laughs> with your complaint. How about North America? Um, U.S. and Mexico and uh, and Canada. Canada actually was my first group. Okay. Yep. How what about are we, 14 countries now? Oh, my. Well, all 19? of Europe plus all of oh, Europe. Oh, yeah, I didn't count those. <laughs> okay. How about Africa or Middle East? Uh, it was one group, I think, from... South Africa. Okay. And and yeah, we like working about three years now with some uh like com- company it's called Rahalla uh-huh. and they bring us tourists from UAE, from Qatar, from even from Jordan, yeah, and even from Palestine. All right, wow. let's get yeah. dirty here. Who who are your favorite clients from what country? Be honest. Uh, Scandinavians. Ah, oh. yeah. <laughs> Why? Because they're the, just because they're the best mountaineers. Or? Um, yeah, but not only because they're working like a machine. <laughs> you, That's awesome. You save them what to do, and they do correctly, and like. <laughs> What you said, you know. <laughs> so what you're saying is uh, nobody else listens except the Scandinavians. <laughs> so do you mean is it Norway, Sweden, and Finland, or one of those countries in in particular? Uh no, S- Norway, Sweden, Finland, and Denmark, Denmark, and Iceland. Wow, mm-hmm. yeah, I, that's awesome. I'm kind of swelling with pride because uh, from my mom's side of the family, that's where all my relatives come from. So do I. So, um, <laughs> Me I, too. That's I, why I have a Norwegian hat. I feel like you're saying I'm kind of like a machine. Like <laughs> Andrew, I was following instructions. And let's like, let's do it, it, man. Done. Let's get you on the mountain. <laughs> that gives me hope I could climb. I could climb over his. I do help. Ma- he used the word machine, Andrew, like a machine. Yeah, like that's, awesome. just, that's the vision. So that's that here. That's really impressive. Um, and just so our listeners know, what languages do you speak pretty well? Uh, I'm a, uh, as far as I can judge. Yeah. <laughs> English, but not pretty well. We'll start with your native languages. Mm-hmm. Balkar. Balkar. Uh, Russian. Yes. Uh, then... Spanish, then English, bit Georgian, and uh, less Japanese and less Norwegian. Wow. So, like, how much Norwegian? That's the bottom of the list here. Like, Uh, could you order a hamburger? Yep. 
<laughs> I do. <laughs> Done. Done. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's seven languages. Good stuff. Well, um, so uh, ladies, once again, if you are from <laughs> Germany or, or Balkaria, there's a good chance Duck here speaks your language. If you're listening out there, <laughs> That's right, or any of the other um, countries. <laughs> well, very cool. Uh, so you're a really experienced climber, um, and uh, Milo, who just did the interview uh, with us, that if you did listen to our last episode, listeners. Uh, Dakir helped Milo's group uh, guide them to the top. Um, so, yeah, great friend of ours. Really cool. Okay, so, Dakir, we've been talking about Elbrus as Americans. Uh, one question that came up for us, obviously now Elbrus is a huge tourist destination. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows it's the highest mountain in Europe. Even the French know that. Because they've been listening to our podcast, and we've yeah. made that abundantly <laughs> clear. Um, and so... Lots of people come to see Elbrus, and lots of people come to climb Elbrus. Uh, but that's only been in the 20th century and since that people have been climbing Elbrus. So before it became like a tourist or climbing destination, like what was the significance of Elbrus to the Balkar people? Because your family and your nation has lived there many generations. They should know. If they don't know, yeah. no one knows. Um, okay. For us, it was just a place. Uh, for you know, we bought it from the Urus B clan, which was like a rulers in that time in Veteria. And so my family was one, like uh, the second after the Urus B clan came our clan, which was in judge in the region of Terskal. Uh-huh. And so we had like a taxis for them. And Can we, uh, like, what century are we talking? What uh, millennium? Okay, three hundred years ago. Three hundred wow. years ago. Yeah. Your family was paying taxes to the owners of Elbrus. Uh, not owners of Elbrus, but it, yeah, it actually was their land, but they were, weren't like owners, I can't say that. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's uh, maybe not the best word, but mm-hmm. this is like blowing my mind. Okay, so the clan was in charge of that deal, mm-hmm. and your family was second to the clan paying them taxes. Yeah, I mean, like, it was, every family had its own land. Right. So our was this Elbrus okay. area, wow. but for instance, when it's come to uh, like Second World War, there was a German troops which called Edelweiss. They they were like really badasses. I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> like killing hundred people. Wow. Uh, like my grandfather is talking about the forest which was covered with the uh, uh, covered. Uh, yeah, covered. Yeah. yeah, like there was no place to to push wherever you go, full of Russian soldiers. Wow. No, yeah, so Sovietian, uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. Soviet, yeah. 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 yeah, and Germans people in that time, it was like their goal or aim to reach the summit and to declare that the Hitler's troops were were here, like, and they. Brought there to um, flags, flags, to flags, yep, yeah, on the summit. So, not my family, but those who were from Karachai side, they, they, they guided them to the wow. summit. So, okay, yeah, wow, wow, that's crazy history. Mm-hmm. So, let me move back a little bit. Uh, you said that your family or your clan bought Elbrus from another clan. Is that right? Yep. So I think that's pretty awesome. It kind of reminds me how in the 19th century, 
Russians consistently remind me of this, uh, <laughs> how the U.S. bought Alaska <laughs> from from Russia and what a d- good deal we got. What, what was it, 15 bucks an acre or something like that? No, less. It was I less think, than that. I think the Balkar nation got a good deal buying Elbrus <laughs> 300 I mean, years ago. <laughs> your family. Yep. But uh, the fact, fact not which setting is that uh, my family also was like a um, military like in a front area between Georgia uh-huh. and uh, like Balkar people because wow. time to time our people attack each other uh-huh. and bring like burying something um, stealing from each other from so Georgians. Before, so. I mean, you went to the World War II and Germans planting their flag saying we've conquered this, but before then, would were people interested in like the peak or the summit or was it just sort of, was it? Yeah, they were. Was it significant or was it just something to go around? No, no. Even my grand grandfather, he was a guide oh. on a mountain Elbrus. Wow. Yep. So, wow. And he led uh, groups and they paid him well. I mean, uh, 12 golden coins. Uh, and for one golden coin, uh, okay, one silver coins, you may bought like two horses on Whoa. that time. Wow. Yep. That's, that's good money. So you've told me this before. Didn't your great-grandfather, when he was really old, climb Elbrus to the top? Um, yep. He was old. Uh, I mean, like about 100. <laughs> <laughs> you heard that right, listeners. When Dakir's great grandpa was 100 years old, he climbed to the top of Elbrus. Yep, unbelievable. How you old know, did how old did he live till? 127 or so. Oh my goodness! Yes. You know when like little kids argue? Sometimes they argue about how like strong their dads are. I remember <laughs> doing that, and I, you know before I really understood age, I remember like being aware that I was lying, telling some my dad was older than their dad, and my dad was 100, so that made him like stronger and bigger. <laughs> but like honestly, it's you know you can boast about what you're. Dad did. Oh, my dad bought a a, a Lamborghini. It's like, well, my great grandfather bought Mount Elbrus (laughs) and climbed it when he was 100 years old. But he was only five, six of the way into his life. That's really incredible. So, what would you say? What would you want to tell our listeners who are interested in climbing? Like, talk a little about what it's like to actually summit the mountain. From your perspective, and you have a lot of experience doing it personally and working with foreigners. Mm-hmm. What makes it? What helps people have a successful climb? Climbing on climbing on Elbrus is just like a struggling, uh, struggling with yourself. Uh, for, especially for me, uh, even for me. Yeah. Uh, when you work, it's like pretty long time. You start to feel that it's exhausting you. You right. just like amped and amped down. And when you think, okay, I give up, I don't want to do it anymore. Mm. But when just the season pass, you start to realize that you can't live without mountain. It's just like a sickness, you know, mountain madness. That wow. is, yeah. And if you ever climbed one mountain, you never ever stop to climb something. You will feel it only when you will do it. Oh, wow. It's like a virus. You get infected uh-huh. and you can't get rid of it. <laughs> like a drugs. You know? <laughs> wow, very cool. Or like a passion. I mean, we could turn this around the other way besides virus and drugs. I mean, but that's okay. So you've been on the top of Elbrus a lot. You've looked out times. over the whole, the whole Caucasus range many times. What is it like from the top? Oh, 
I never find the treasure on the summit, but mm. it's really beautiful. <laughs> I mean, you do not stop uh, admiring uh, the beauty which right. surrounding you. Yeah. yeah, on the summit, and there is a time when you climb up the summit. For instance, in the night time, you may see like a lightning, like far, far away from wow. you. And that's probably a Black Sea on one side. You may see Pythagorsk from the summit. Wow. So it's impressive. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, can you tell us, if you could tell one crazy s- story that's happened when you've been climbing Elbrus with climbers, what w- which story would you pick to share? Oh, <laughs> confusing question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> This is a family-friendly podcast, by the way. We have a clean rating, though, after your recent comment. I don't know if we can keep that. I'm just kidding. Uh, once I had a group um, from UAE, and there was a woman. She was pretty big. Okay. Uh-huh. So United Arab Emirates from the Middle East. Yep. Okay. And we climb up the summit with shit, and she was like, she can't. She can't climb anymore. And I was like um, searching it, but I don't. And I said, okay, if you want to give up and you want to back with me, we will do it. And she said, okay, okay, but not now, not now. Let me pass a bit. Let me pass a bit. Then it was just like very steep slope. And she was climbing and she was like crying indeed and yelling me and saying, uh, I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, yeah, I'm scared. Wow. I, I, I'm fall. I will fall. And I said, okay, then we, we should go back. And she said, no, no. And it was like really struggling. I mean, wow. she can't do it. Like it was really impressive for me. I was just like, I'm nothing like comparing to this girl. She was afraid and she was like crying, but she still climbed, 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 climbed the summit. So, she made it? Yeah, she wow. did it. Oh, that's awesome. And it, the, yeah. Man. Mm-hmm. Wow. It sounds like climbing Elbrus and in general climbing mountains is you, you just learn about yourself and mm-hmm. learning to overcome, work through the struggle. That's a great story. Okay, so, uh, Dakir, we, we'll finish the, uh, the interview with this question, we, and then uh, we have a big announcement uh, oh, we're yeah. going to make. That's right. Um, we always ask our guests, what is the one thing you would like to tell the world about the North Caucasus? So if you could tell the world any one thing about the North Caucasus, what would you like to tell them? One thing about North Caucasus. Uh, we know what is hospitality. That's right. <laughs> Love it. Come here. And... <laughs> It's good. Yeah, and I've I can vouch to that. I've been a guest in Dakir's home. I've met his parents, his grandparents. Uh, they're very, very hospitable people. Um, so that's awesome. We second and third that comment. I'll say thank you, Dakir. Great job. Let's let's give Dakir right, a hand. Dakir. Okay, so uh, listeners, we have a huge announcement. So Eli just had his fourth child. Fourth child, uh, three days ago. It's yeah. his third son. Yep. Give him a round of applause. My third son. We mm-hmm. are going to announce right now on the podcast what he named his son. 
I think you guys will like this because we like to draw from where we're living when we name our children. And so, by we, you mean you and your wife? My wife and I. Yes. Okay. Like to draw from um, the local places. And we have a fondness uh, for mountains. We both are hikers. So we named him Arthur Elbrus. That's his given name. Arthur his middle name Elbrus. is his, yeah, that's right. Give him a hand. So, that is awesome. So I, I thought you guys might appreciate that. Yeah. I, how many Americans do you think have a child with the name Elbrus in it? I mean, that is awesome. <laughs> and he's not even American yet. <laughs> Sorry. We're yeah, working, so working on the documents. Listeners, uh, I just want to applaud Eli for that. I think it's an awesome name. I know I'm a little biased, but... Uh, Thanks, man. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I like it. It's grown on me. Yeah. And so Elbrus, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't Elbrus a Balkar name as well? It, Balkars will use it as a name? Uh, we use Mingitao. For a name of Elbrus. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. But what about like a name for a person? Yeah, we have this name, okay. Elbrus. Are in any of the other Caucasus nationalities, did, do they use Elbrus as a name? I do not know. Okay, maybe the Karachai, well, if from, the, yeah. the Balkars do. It's one nationality. It's not a big deal. <laughs> That's awesome. So we basically have an honorary Balkar. All right. Uh, Eli, Eli and his son, Arthur Elbrus. All right, man. Good stuff. Well, uh, listeners, real quick, we're going to uh, pivot here to a really funny and awesome North Caucasus News Minute. Okay, but for, for the News Minute, uh, so I got a gift this Christmas. We're going to try it. This is from my brother. He sent <laughs> this to me. He said, I'm sending you something to Russia for your podcast. Like, what could you possibly send me? And we don't know how we're going to use this. This could be for censoring. This could be for, like, you're talking too long. But this, right now, this is going to be our News Minute. <laughs> news Minute's down. Time for a... News minute. <laughs> yeah, when I when I first saw this, what do you call that? A uh, uh, bellhop. Bellhop. Bell. Waiter I th- bell. I thought his brother was implying that we need to stop rambling and like time ourselves. <laughs> like, hey, um, and you're done. But uh, probably most of you listeners, <laughs> I'll do it to myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna stop. <laughs> but uh, maybe I should have the the bell. <laughs> uh, wield the bell. All right, so listeners, the darkness behind them. Uh, we. We always like to just check out what's on the internet, what's, what are they talking about right now in the world about the North Caucasus. And we've talked before about the most famous North Caucasus UFC or MMA fighter in the world, ultimate fighter, is Habib Nurmagomedov. Everyone knows um, that. So we've talked about him before. He's very successful uh, UFC, ultimate fighter, uh, MMA, UFC in America. Uh, and he's like a celebrity here in the North Caucasus. He's from Dagestan. And this is really awesome. I found an article on TMZsports.com. So we're getting into like sports gossip here. And great. Conor McGregor, most of you are familiar with him. You guys know who Conor McGregor is? Yes. Yeah, lots of nuns. So Conor McGregor, uh, he got more famous than he already was okay, because he. For, the, for people like me listening. Okay. I'm not, I know who he is, but. For those like me listening. Conor McGregor is basically the face of Ultimate Fighting. He's Irish, and he had a huge fight. He paid lots, got paid lots of money for. He was in a boxing match last fall with Floyd Mayweather. And didn't was, do well. He didn't, he didn't do that well. Um, but he's had the belt for a couple years, the, the championship belt. Ultimate and Fighting. Many people have said that they want to see Habib Nurmagomedov fight Conor McGregor. Uh-huh. Um, and basically, McGregor was talking junk, talking trash to Norm Magomedov <laughs> recently, like through social media. And 
Nurmagomedov like put it right back on him, and he said, "I would fight him and Tony Ferguson, the other guy, for free in the same night." Oh my word! That is awesome. Now, <laughs> Dakir, I want to ask if Nurmagomedov, if Habib Nurmagomedov beat Conor McGregor, what would happen here in the North Caucasus? Like, what would people do? Like, I think it will be a really like huge party here. <laughs> It would be so awesome. I don't think this fight is going to happen. A lot of people are saying McGregor's not going to fight anymore, but that would be amazing Epic. if Nurmagomedov beat him. I would want to be here in the Caucasus when that happened. So this was our news minute, like like you said, sports gossip. Sports on like a go- he's on a gossip website, but like he's a, he's a really big deal. But I, th- I think it's awesome they're like talking trash back and forth. All right. All so, right. anyways, cheer for Nurmagomedov. He always if you like Google him. Listeners, um, he always wears his um, Dagestani. It's called a papaka. It's like a Caucasus man, like Jagit warrior hat. Um, so anyways, always represent his homeland. Um, props to Habib Nurmagomedov. We hope you get your wish to win the fight of the century. Um, so I guess that's it, right? That's all I got. <laughs> that's all I got. Um, it's got a name. Hey, this wraps up our mini-series on Mount Elbrus. That's it. We're done. Yeah. <gasps> we, we really hope you, you enjoyed that, listeners. And if you do have questions for Duck here, uh, definitely shoot us an email at podcast at caucustalk.com. That includes you German and Balkar ladies. Out yes. There. <laughs> any of you listeners there in Andorra? Um, <laughs> any, any, anybody Lichtenstein. else? <laughs> <laughs> Luxembourg. Uh, please, please write us. Um, but yeah. Um, Dakir is a unending source of information about the Balkar people in El Bruce. Um, so again, thanks for being with us. Although today. we had a group from Luxembourg, so <laughs> oh, that is awesome. <laughs> Putting my foot in my mouth. Sorry, man. Very cool. You did say years. every country in Europe. <laughs> did. Um, so, anyways, well, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, listeners, we have seen our ratings and reviews slowly tick upward. I think we're up to seven reviews now, which is awesome. No, I- more than that. Uh, we learned something about reviews. Yes. Reviews only appear okay, on the iTunes site in the country from which you left them. So if you're writing from a non-U.S. site, it doesn't appear in the U.S. And iTunes I, store. And I also did some research. I'm pretty sure Android users cannot leave reviews on That's iTunes. That's right. Yes. So Android users, gosh, you're just going to have to download the iTunes app uh, to give us Don't some Don't take love. it personally, but for our sake. This is a thing. Apparently, there's lots of angry Android users out there. This who, is a thing. That yeah, I who don't can't leave reviews. But uh, anyways, ago. leave us a review. Um, leave us a review. No, we've got a dozen or more in on the U.S., and they're great. And we don't even know who they're all from, so that's really exciting. Yeah. Um, we've got uh, an exciting new miniseries coming up. Um, I'm just going to leave it at that. Oh, I can't wait to find out. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't talked a lot recently. Eli I've doesn't been busy. know about it, but it's going to be great. Uh, be you great. did just have, as we're filming right now, he had he had his child three days ago. Yes. Um, so, anyways, congrats again, Eli. Thanks, Four man. children, very impressive. Yeah, it's pretty good. And uh, that's it. So, again, this was episode 17 of Caucus Talk, your source for culture, history, and tourism in the North Caucasus Mountains of Russia. Thanks for listening. And we will see you when you get here. Yeah.